Let me yell at the internet for a sixth, seventh time. I don't know. Hey, hey, welcome in Trekkies. I can see Andrew laughing right now because this is the fourth time that we have tried to record this conversation this evening. Andrew, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Having fun with this conversation. How about you? Uh... I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. So we, my brother and I just had a conversation about Tuvix, and I do want to get your take on that Tuvix conversation, especially since you haven't heard that. So it's going to be like a singular thing for you. Uh, And then moving forward, Andrew is going to post a question about an episode that we're going to work through in the next it would have been an hour and a half, but seeing as how this is the fourth time that we've tried to record this conversation, we've been through it a couple of times. It's probably going to be like 30 minutes. It's probably going to be like 30 minutes. This is going to be great. <laughs> All right. So, Andrew, give me your Tuvix in two minutes. Tuvix in two minutes, I feel like, needs to be a thing. Sounds good. I could give so much on the entire episode and just the decision itself, but long opinion short, Tuvix was his own unique, fully formed individual. And Captain Janeway, however you want to look at it, destroyed that individual. That, to me, is called murder. No matter how much you needed Tuvok and Neelix as their singular selves, and as a part of your ship and crew, that doesn't supersede someone else's right. Uh, I would say the obligation that a Starfleet captain has to individuals and life itself doesn't supersede that. So, straight up murder. Um, as someone that loves Voyager, like I mean, we've all talked about it. It's so weird that me and you and Steven love Voyager. Like, those are our shows. Right. It's so odd. Can you imagine if Voyager had continued just with Tuvix? I wouldn't have minded that at all. Um, yeah. It would have created a brand new character that would have brought its own flavor to the show. Now, I will say this, uh, and I've recently rewatched uh, the, I think it's the third to last episode if you consider in game like one episode when they meet the Talaxians on the asteroid and Neelix stays behind, you right. would not get that scene where Tuvok as Neelix like walks down and gets like that honor guard from the crew. And as he's getting ready to leave, he had made the promise. He's like, Mr. Tuvok, I'm going to make you dance before we get back to the Alpha Quadrant. And then he's leaving. And, and Tuvok 
shifts his foot left to right. Like, it's just, I mean, it's like this very simple thing, but it's like he's dancing. And that episode is actually kind of beautiful. It gives Neelix a nice arc. But if Tuvix is a person, you don't get that episode. So I think that actually, uh, in my opinion, that episode still would happen. But it would be a bigger, a much bigger decision for Tuvix because he has both ties to Talaxians and Vulcans. And he has memories of uh, his wife, his uh, Tuvok's wife. And also the urge and the want to be with Talaxians, as that those, those are the last Talaxians he'll probably ever see. So I think that would have brought in a bigger choice for Tuvix. So who does like the uh, the kick, right? So like say the Talaxians are there. So we are we're on that last episode with uh, Neelix. He's leaving, but he's Tuvix. He's been there for five seasons, and he feels this pull towards the Chalaxians there on the asteroid. It does exactly the same thing that Neelix does and decides to stay. Who gives, like, that little, like, ankle kick? Is it Janeway? Who does it? I think that there's no dance move in that episode if Tuvix is is there instead of Neelix and Tuvok. I somebody, think that yeah, somebody's got to say goodbye to him. I mean, somebody's got to say goodbye to him. Okay, then we would have to backtrack to, let's say Janeway does not get rid of Tuvix. And the only, I'd say the only way that that happens is if she comes to the decision that he, as a fully formed individual and a life form, cannot be destroyed. So I think that emotional connection between Janeway and Tuvix would grow based off of that. So it would have to be something with Captain Janeway. I don't disagree. I also think that there could be some like terrible like Native American bullshit and it might be Chakotay. I could see that too. I and it would that. not it would not be nearly as good. I definitely think that Neil or not Neelix, but Tuvix would have stayed you could bring in the question of whether or not as the, you know, some of both Tuvok and Neelix, would he have actually stayed? I think he would have based on the fact that the part of him that is Neelix is emotionally driven. And as we've seen many times, emotion can supersede logic very easily. I would say motivation for getting back to the alpha quadrant relies solely on getting back to his wife not because he loves her on a deep emotional level the same way that neelix loves his people and wants to be around that culture so i think neelix the part of tuvix that is neelix would win out based off of the emotional reaction uh what about this straight up doctor the doctor at the end of it if tuvix lives the end of the episode of Tuvix happens and the doctor says, I will not do this. And Janeway is the one that does it. That's how production happens. Right. What if you just change the production a little bit and the doctor, I'm not going to let you do this in my sick bay. And so Tuvix lives because he wouldn't let Janeway do the thing 
and he lives for another five seasons. And at the end of it, it's the doctor that does the little heel kick. Ugh. I, I think that would be. I think the Doctor dances though. I will say that it would have to be something similar in that same vein that the Doctor doesn't want to do. Let's say um, Tuvix was trying to get the Doctor to come up with a name, and eventually on that episode, he comes up with a name for the sake of Tuvix because I the love, Doctor does already. I love all of that. All right, so we are twelve minutes in, and we uh, we we have established your Tuvix bit. All right, do God, I can't believe we're doing this for the third fucking time. All right, let's play, bro. All right, so today we are talking about season two, episode 18 of The Next Generation, Up the Long Ladder. So for those listening, if you haven't seen the episode, definitely go and watch it. I'm going to skip over a good bit of the background and go straight into the moral and ethical dilemma that we as the audience face that is not faced in the episode. That's because most of the backstory is like super, super, super racist, right? Right, right. Okay, all right, all right, moving on. A little bit, little bit weird, but that aside. So this species, the uh, Mariposans, rely on cloning technology to procreate. And this has created a problem with uh, cellular degeneration over time, cloning of clones. All right. So to bring in more genetic diversity into their genetic pool, they ask the Enterprise for a sample of DNA from crew members, which is denied, obviously, because of individuality's sake. After which the leader of the Mariposans takes it upon himself to clone Commander Riker and Dr. Pulaski without their knowledge and without the consent. They are then sent back to the Enterprise, at which time Dr. Pulaski discovers that both her and Commander Riker have been, in fact, cloned. At that point, Dr. Pulaski, Commander Riker, and Geordi LaForge beam down to the planet uh, where the cloning facility is located, and immediately Commander Riker pulls out his phaser and vaporizes said clones. My question to you, Stuart, is, is this following protocol when it comes to Commander Riker's actions, and are his actions ethical when it comes to vaporizing the clones? If he is... It's a very complicated question. If he is killing his own clone, I think that's fine. If you are... This is a society that has been built on cloning to the point where sexual reproduction is not something that they're comfortable with anymore. I don't see how it's a not a violation of the Prime Directive. And so mashing the two of them together basically ruins both of their cultures does it keep them biologically alive for the next foreseeable future a hundred percent but i think it's probably wrong i think it's morally wrong i would tend to agree on that um using star trek logic and quotes from directly from star trek in the deep space nine episode a Man Alone, the season one, episode four. Odo says, killing your clone is 
still murdered. And whether or not that clone is up and walking around, the clones that he killed, if you look, in the episode are pretty much fully formed. That's all. That's pretty much a fully formed human being. What, like, no matter what the, uh, the process by which those beings were created, those were still pretty much fully formed human adults. And so I tend to agree with Odo on this one, that killing your clone is still murder. Now, the second question I have for you, Stuart, is Commander's Riker, Commander Riker's actions. He takes the, uh, the decision away from anybody else on the ship, including his commanding officer, of what to do in this situation. He is on the Enterprise at this point, not still on the planet, not still on the away mission. And he takes it upon himself to lead a private away mission back down to the planet with the purpose, in my opinion, he immediately takes out his paper, a phaser, so that tells me he immediately knew what he was going to do once he got down there. He went down there with the purpose of destroying and vaporizing those clones. Do you think that that is a breach of protocol? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, if there is a scene in Star Trek The Next Generation where he has that conversation about like his personal rights and why, even though it is technically a breach of the prime directive, he doesn't want to leave clones of himself there. There's a, there's a conversation that can be had around that. And it could be in like the ready room, right? Just Picard and Riker where he says, sir, I need to go back down here. And these are the reasons why, you can wrestle with that moral question a lot easier around their conversation. But because you didn't have that, you basically just have him going down there and like phasering some fucking people and breaching protocol. So I would say, yes, he definitely breached protocol should have been reprimanded and it should be in his personal record that he did all that shit. Definitely, definitely agree on that. Definitely think that was a, a major breach in protocol, in my opinion. What do you think would have been the result and the conversation if Picard was consulted? Do you think that he would have agreed, have agreed with Commander Riker? Do you think that it would have been a bigger, a bigger moral dilemma for Captain Picard than Commander Riker? It seemed to be for Commander Riker. Well, all right. So I know that you have not watched Picard yet, so you don't know like how that happens. So I'm not I'm not going to throw that out there. There are like android clones and all kinds of like weird spacey bullshits that happen in like new Picard. But in this episode, I feel like Jean-Luc Picard would have said that the entities that had already been created would have been sentient people. And it was a reason for them to live. It was how they lived, right? So if you don't have the B-plot of the super, and I can't can't stress how incredibly super racist 
the Irish motif was in the B plot in this episode. Like, I can't stress that. It was so incredibly. My, uh, Cole Meany, that played, you know, Miles O'Brien, literally brought it up in production. It was like, are you really portraying us like this? It was incredibly, incredibly racist. So if right. you just get rid of the B plot and you just look at the A plot of this story on whether or not it's ethically right to have a clone society. Starfleet told them you're going to lose genetic viability in a reasonably small time. And they were like, yeah, we know that's why we kidnapped you. And so basically you killed a bunch of children that might have persisted in this society. Now, whether you consider arbitrarily taking DNA and making a new child as rape or not, that's on the individual, but it does violate the prime directive. This was a society that had its own ideals. And instead of saying, okay, sure, they fucking fixed it. So the enterprise violated the prime directive at least two or three times in this episode. I would definitely tend to agree with that. Um, Keeping in mind the episode Silver Bloods from Star Trek Voyager, how do you think that Captain Janeway would have differed in her reaction to them asking, first of all, for DNA samples, and second of all, Commander Riker's act? I mean... It's argumentatively the same. All right, so we're talking about uh, the episode of Voyager where they go to the demon planet and get basically get copied, right? The demon right. blood planet, right? Honestly, I feel like Janeway did it better. She gave everyone the opportunity to get copied uh production wise i feel like they missed that because there was a lot of people that were like i don't want to get copied and so when they had the follow-up episode where everybody got fucked up with the uh awesome slipstream drive there were people that probably didn't want to get copied so production wise i feel like that's uh, like a little off your your full command staff and you know engineering crew and everything. There's going to be at least one or two of them that were like, nope, don't want to fucking do that. But she did give the option to get copied, and I feel like that's probably the right call. So the first Silver Blood episode loved it. Second Silver Blood episode hated it. Not only because of that. It was the only time we got to see Tom and Bellana married. And we know that happened. And they never got married in the regular season. True, true. So only fake Bellana, fake Tom got married. Well, that was, they, I mean, that was the only wedding that we got to see. Were, were they even friends on Facebook? 
I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Right. Look, if you're not friends on Facebook, you're not really married. No, no, no. If you don't have a uh, collective shared Facebook, you're not married. Seen a whole lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else do we have to talk about tonight, Andrew? Uh, that uh, second part of my question. What do you think Captain Janeway? Because Captain Picard seemed to not care that Commander Riker, full, full well-knowing of what protocol is, he disregarded it, went down to the planet, and took action without consulting his captain. Captain Picard did not seem to mind. Do you think that Captain Janeway would have taken issue with that and would have taken exception to that? Uh, yes. Uh, Janeway was an action captain. I 100% think that Captain Janeway, when given the option of do I go or do I stay? Janeway would always go. And I think that pans out by watching all seven seasons of Star Trek Voyager. Whether it was the right call or not, I 100% think Janeway would take an action, whereas Picard would sit back and think and form an away team that had people that were more qualified to do the things that away team was supposed to do. Janeway would not take that action. She would be like, I'm in charge, and I'm going to get you, you, and you. And Picard would stay on the ship. All right. Well, that is, uh, if there's anything else about this episode you want to talk about or pose a question to me, definitely go ahead and do that. That's all I had as far as that episode goes. Uh, I don't. uh, I did talk to my brother tonight. uh, And do you know what episode he wants to talk about? Which one? Uh, do you remember the episode where uh, the literal devil showed up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ardra, that yep. episode? Yeah, that's the one he wants to talk about. I just so, about talked about that episode tonight. Yeah, like that's the one he wants to talk about, so it's going to be fucking dope. All right, so I'm going to do a bunch of uh, editing over the next couple of days, because... I now have, like, three episodes to get out. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. All right. Listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, Thanks for coming back. We missed you, and we hope to uh, hear from you again. (laughs) 